Uh, do you need a refill? Or are you good? I'm good. Okay. Nice. Awesome. I, I, I have multiple beers. Excellent. 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 I have one of those tacky vacation buckets, you know, that they give you on the beach. You know, oh, like, oh, that's fantastic. For like $400. <laughs> right, right. But that's how, that's how you save, though. You get the bucket of beers instead of the uh, right. singles. Instead of one by one, where they charge you 20 bucks a bottle for yeah. Bud Light. Right. And it stays cold. <laughs> Bring it. Hello and welcome to Bacon is my podcast and before we get into anything we would like to thank our sponsors grillyourassoff.com, drinkwildbills.com and poddex.com for helping us keep the lights on here. Use that promo code BACON. Because everything is better with bacon. For 10% off your entire order at any of those sites, as well as check out our new sponsor, Manscaped, and get 20% in free shipping off any order with the promo code BACONPOD. Yeah, and they they have the premium the premium collection out now. They do. Keep those marbles shiny. We both use them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. Mine are shiny. Thank you so much. And also, anyone who's listening, anyone who listens, and all of our peeps over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast, Bimp Squad, thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on mm-hmm. here in uh, Fort Michael. No, I don't like that one. Fort Bacon? Fort Bacon is acceptable. Fort Bacon. It's acceptable. Here at Fort Bacon, <laughs> thank you guys for keeping the lights on. How you doing today? Uh, hey, we're here, and, and we are that here. is good. Yeah. That is great. That is grand. That is terrific. That is wonderful. I love being here. I do, too. I like this. I do, too. This is a good time. We should do this more often. We should probably do. We should we do, do this. A we should we do, do this. A lot. Yeah, we do this a lot. We do it a lot. <laughs> we definitely do this yeah. a lot. Um, but today, uh, we'll talk about today. Yeah. So, um, for anyone out there that has ever listened to my band, uh, my band Craving Strange, uh, a number of years ago, we put out a single, and that single had two songs on it. They were Angeline and breathe and i'm super proud of both of those songs and both of those songs were a departure for us as far as the entire recording process uh we got to record those songs at converse studios in brooklyn so we went there and recorded both of those songs the angeline video shows us in those studios but those songs were mixed by grammy award winning Mm-hmm. mixer and producer Rob Jacobs uh, we traveled to LA we spent some time at his house we did a show he like pulled our gear out of the show for us so yeah. that we could work merch just super awesome guy that we got to know over the course now, of a week just so you know uh, you know he worked with Jim he pulled his merch out but he's also dealt with um, right some pretty important people. So let's move up from from us because we are the. Bottom I mean, of the barrel. like there's there's the Eagles. There is the Eagles. Uh, there's Shakira. Shakira. There's Don Henley before the Eagles. Right. Like, before yeah, bef- he worked with the yeah, Eagles. Exactly. He worked on Hell Freezes Over. Yes. But he also worked on End of the Innocence. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen. He's worked with. Eh, you know, Weezer. 
Weezer. On the blue, on the blue record? Uh, the Blue Album. The blue Album, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, those guys. Oh, oh um, what's that guy? Uh, the one, the other one from Jersey. Oh, Bon Jovi. Right. That's that right. Guy, that guy the, the, yeah. yeah. So he's he's dealt with those people, um, <sighs> and now he's working for Universal Pictures. Yeah, working on TV shows, movies. On, yeah, and it was a really cool time talking to him. He's still doing a little bit of music stuff now. Yeah, working with the band Watson out of New York, and we're gonna try and get them. Mm-hmm. Going to get them on, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is a really cool episode. Uh, he also rescues pugs. So if you're yeah. into that, then we do talk about that as well. We do talk about that. So that's definitely your episode. Yeah. So he's just check it out. So, he's fun. Um, yeah. He's, he's a lot of fun. And we're going to have him on again. Yeah. We're going to do, like, stories with him. Stories with Rob Jacobs. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I love that. And uh, It's his first podcast also. Yeah, that's right. We get to. Pop his podcast cherry. Yeah, I, I I forgot to ask him, but I was I was gonna ask him like, what about this one made it happen? But literally, we had a conversation online, and he said, I've been asked to do a bunch of podcasts. I've never really done one, and I said, Hey, well, check ours out. See if you like it. Um, we'd love to have you on, and it'd be fun. And if you just want to like have a couple drinks and just talk shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. See if you like it. And he checked out our episodes, and he got back to me and was like, I definitely want to do your podcast. And I yeah. was like, it's ah! <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Rob is an awesome dude. This is my first time meeting him. Yeah, and you and feel like you know him right away, right? Yeah, right away. It's crazy. Like, right away. It, it was great. It's it was crazy. Awesome. You're like, oh, my God, we're kindred spirits. Yeah. Well, you know, I do a lot of mixing and stuff, too, and, and not – not quite to the degree that he does it. Right. <laughs> but I'd like to. Yeah. Maybe one Time day. will tell. Time will tell. But yeah, no. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really awesome. And uh, it's going to start now. Right now. That was cut out. I know, but I got a text from him, so it distracted me. Now. Now. So we got a new uh, sponsor. Yeah. Sweet balls, bro. Thanks, buddy. I'm pretty sure you can guess by it, by that conversation <laughs> that our new sponsor is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, uh, a company that I'm very familiar with. Me too. Uh, a couple, few years now. I've yeah. Been, I've been using their products. And uh, I tell you what, my marbles have never been shinier. I actually got their uh, their lawnmower 3.0. Yes. Which uh, it has SkinScape technology. And they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you. I was I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids yeah, are absolutely do. sometimes. For sure. Sometimes in those crevices, that uh, that that upper leg inner crease. Yes, yes, agreed. It's a tough spot. Uh, so the perfect package 4.0 contains the lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of. Uh, is the crop reviver? Uh, as yes, they call it. It is. Uh, they call it the ball spray toner. Yes. So it's on it, those marbles. Uh, what else is in the perfect package? Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. Yes, it's the crop yeah. preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. So if uh, if you want, you can get 20% off. 
Yeah, your order now. That's a big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BaconPod. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. So go ahead to manscaped.com. Save yourself 20%. Yeah. Use the promo code BaconPod. And, uh, and, and make your marbles clean. 20% off. Shiny. Check it out, manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Cade Katz. You've been listening to Bacon is my podcast. What's your bacon? Uh, these guys are amazing. So thanks for having me and keep spending these guys and give them a follow. Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. See that weird? That's weird. I, I like it's it. just weird. <laughs> it was a little weird. It's so weird. I'll, yeah. I'll hey, be honest. That is weird. So no, see, like now it's forced. Now it's forced. right. Yeah. Yeah. I fucked it up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today we have an engineer, a producer, a uh I mean a mix a mixer. A mixer, a musician, a, a fosterer of pugs. Yes, the pog father. A man the of pug father. <laughs> the pug father. I like yeah. it. A man of many hats and a man of many stories. Uh Mr. Rob Jacobs. How you doing, brother? Excellent, boys. Good to be with you. Ah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And uh, from what we understand, this is the very first podcast you have ever done, which uh, I am extremely honored. Yeah, to be able to say that. That's that's awesome. Thank you for thank you for the honor, sir. Well, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. So, so for those of you who don't know, Rob has worked with iconic artists such as Jimmy. <laughs> right, just such and, as me. and a few and a few up and comers, and, uh, you know, you know the Eagles, you uh, two, the Eagles, Shakira, Bon Jovi, Springsteen, yeah. Alanis, uh, Weezer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of people. Uh, now spends his time uh, doing things for Universal Pictures, mixing for uh, is it is it TV and the movies and yeah, everything? we do TV and film. We pretty much work for for every company out there now. You know, right the studios. You know, we do all the Atmos mixing and all kinds of other stuff. So all the foreign. So yeah, we do just about everything you can imagine. That's that's that sounds like a lot, and that's amazing. What like so so you came up um, obviously with a love of music, a love of working with music. What made that transition happen for you? Like, what was it that made you go? You know, I'm going to jump into like. Are you just a huge movie guy as well, and wanted to find more facets of the business or? necessity you know it's funny um i think there was a point in my life where um just making these making records just became so difficult you know it's funny you you work on on some records for a year two years at a time and next thing you know the label doesn't want to put them out or there's some you know red tape or uh, i think you know being in a band you you know how hard it is to to break i mean it's funny in the early days you you made a record and you always heard the first single on the radio you always heard the second single they did a video and then it became you know okay i'm working at someone's house for you know a little bit less money which is fine um had fun making records but it just became pretty grueling and uh it's funny that as i said i I did some work with shakira that was almost two and a half years of being on the road um it started out as I literally came home to get when my daughter was a baby to get some uh, lactose pills for her because she was lactose intolerant. And the phone rang, and the guy's like, "Hey, this is so and so from Shakira. Can you fly out tonight?" And I actually thought it was a joke. I thought it was my friend Benny playing a joke on me, and I hung up on him. <laughs> and the phone, 
and the phone rings again and and i'm like i gotta get back to the party you know whatever and he's like don't hang up don't hang up you know this is so-and-so from shakira dan and i'm like he's like can you fly out tonight and i'm like okay sure why not so it was supposed to be a weekend and um i flew to canada and i mean it was literally two and a half years later that i finished that record and after that i was ready to um definitely make a change in my life and at that point too i i I do think that the industry had changed so much where people weren't really using big studios and it was hard to get record deals and you know all of the above but you know it's funny um the grass is always green i mean i i still make records which is definitely my passion it has Mm -hmm. to me it's 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 more creative um you know you can really paint your picture any way you want um but that was i think being away for two and a half years on a grueling project i mean that was a hard record we worked seven days a week you know 18 20 hour days every day wow and when i got back to california i had actually like i said uh, run into a guy from universal he's like come work for me he knew my career actually he was one of the guys on the u2 rattle on home record and um he said come work for me and i said absolutely and i ran as fast as i could i remember that day when they actually hired me at universal like literally had tears in my eyes you know i think you know uh, all my managers clients you know and he's some pretty big people everyone's kind of fighting for work and um it just seemed like a very timely and, and good change and it's funny I, I actually do a ton of work. I feel like, you know, my bread and butter comes from Universal and it's like, Jimmy, I help you guys. And I do all kinds of stuff like that now. So yeah. I get to fulfill that end of my career in a, in a different way where the pressure isn't on, you know. That's it's awesome. awesome. Do, do you find that like, so so making music has changed and that's been happening for yeah, it was a huge shift. A long, it's been happening for a long mm-hmm. time, but it still feels like a, a seismic shift kind of just like happened overnight too. It's like those two things. Like, so I mean, you you still take on, uh, I, I would say, passion projects or just you know, like you said, music is your passion. You're working currently with a band called Watson, and right. uh, and then you know we were lucky enough to have you work with us on on a couple of songs too. Breathe and Angeline for anybody that's listening that wants to check them out. Um, so what what is it that kind of like if you are looking for something what catches your ear from a band like what caught your ear for watson what what makes you since it is taking up your extra Mm -hmm. side time what is it that kind of hits you that makes you go oh i want to work with that you know it's funny um so i do play a ton of tennis i play tennis like five days a week and during covid there's this private court that one of the pros had access to i mean beautiful court speakers all over the top of the court and they were playing some music and i was a couple of us were like wow this is really good what is this and the dad one of the older guys says uh uh oh those are my kids from new york it's uh christina and damon and i was like wow what's up with them and he starts to tell me more and you know of course it's like everybody kind of wants to see what you do before they get involved with you they check your resume and it's like right, right. wait a minute you know <laughs> but he was really nice about it um and, uh, you know, I think he also he's being a little protective, you know, to make sure it was the right fit. So I said, look, you know, I'm here to help. If you want me to listen to some tracks, I'd happy to do that. If you want me to, you know, mix some stuff for them, I could do that. So next thing I know, they're in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. Oh, okay. As you do. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's funny, you know, I met with them and they sang acoustically for me and we talked about what kind of record they wanted to make. And, um, you know, again, my bread and butter is at Universal. So I, I had a limited amount of time, even though this, mm -hmm. this probably was an eight month project. Um, we're actually still doing a couple new tracks and still kind of finessing some of the older stuff. But, you know, I just felt like um, it was it'd be a fun project to do. Um, I definitely bit off. It's funny. We started out like we'll do a couple tracks, you know weeks later it was already like six tracks seven tracks right right <laughs> you know we went to a really beautiful studio i i actually i had some friends uh greg bissonette and uh stan lynch from tom petty played drums on a few tracks wow so it was really fun i mean i pulled out as many favors as i could on this whether it was studio time or producers you know co-producers right. uh, guitar players equipment um and it just i mean i'm really proud of this record it's been a long time since i've really dug that deep normally it's like ah, someone will send me a mix and you know so on and so forth and i'll get involved in one or two songs and then um you know it's pretty much that it, it's it's one and done but i've kind of evolved with these guys into like managing the band with the dad um and really trying to guide them on a career path that you know i feel like i have a lot of knowledge that a lot of the you know I'm gonna sound old. A lot of these young kids just don't have, you know. Um, no, it's true. Though. You know, and it's yeah. and it's an organic it's band crazy. too. You know, I mean, it's funny. I really do think that that that, that there's some good organic rock bands kind of coming coming back. I mean, last night they played a show. I mean, there were two other bands with them. I mean, the place was packed. It was so fun to see like a band throw down. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Watson band is just so good. The drummer is just phenomenal. And just, I mean, everybody br brings something to this band that's made it really special and, and kind of, you know, exciting for me to kind of be a part of and, and keep working on. Yeah. I mean, so you, you've done like a ton of different facets of, of you know, the record making process. Is, is being producer like your number one? Or is it nice to sometimes just kind of like sit back and go, okay, I'll move around some uh, some dials and stuff and kind of hone the sound in the way that I think that this is this should sound kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Mark Dutton, also known as Muddy, who I've been working with for 30 years. I mean, we went back to the uh, band Brian Jonestown Massacre. Um, we had mm. done a record, which was a crazy, insane record, really cool sounding record. Yeah, I remember um, that. I remember that record. That's awesome. I didn't but, know you uh, did Muddy... Yeah, Muddy and I, um, it was, that was something else. Uh, that was like hurting cats. <laughs> that, that <record. laughs> yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. Um, to say the least, but, um, what was the question? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of was sidetracking. <laughs> all right. We, we sidetrack no, all the time. But, but it is like being, being the producer. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So part of my, because I do have limited time, um, you know, Muddy and I have both kind of relied on each other to kind of um, divide and conquer. Um, we did rehearsals with the band. We tracked with the band. Then I let Muddy kind of take him to his house, and he did most of the overdubs and really produced the vocals and worked on guitar sounds. He'd send me stuff to listen to every day, and I'd report back, yes, no, hate it, love it, hate it, like that, but better. Right. You know, um, the fun producer stuff or executive producer stuff. And uh, like I say, over the course of like eight months, you know, we were able to really hone in on a sound for these guys and, and find what works and didn't work. And, 
And um, I was happy to delegate out even aside from Muddy, you know, it's funny. I mean, I'm sure Jimmy, you know, when you're making or there's always like it's it's like a number two with cheese is like one song that like everybody thinks is either out of tune or nobody can tune the guitars to or something weird about it <laughs> right. or the time's weird or this one song's like a little too slow there's always one or two songs on a record that are just a nightmare you keep putting them up you keep beating them up and pulling stuff out and bringing stuff in and um so we had a couple of those and those ones you know muddy and i we didn't we didn't throw in the towel but i have a, a, a friend louis um uh he's from london he's got a, a really great band and he does like lo-fi stuff we kind of threw a song his way and said have your way at it you know give us some loops throw some guitar guitar ideas down and he came from a really really different space and um he just knocked it out of the park and we were able to bring back in some of the organic stuff that we like the real drums greg bissonette playing drums and all kinds of other stuff and it was great so yeah so i mean for me mixing is definitely the, the ultimate i mean i just have so much one mixing it, there's so many ways you can mix a song and um you know these songs really came a long way from you know the production to the mix so that's definitely more my thing but you know it's funny um i always do have a vision and and luckily muddy and i can can communicate well you know uh, and i can convey what yeah i mean you've seen like producers that put down like eight billion tracks and we'll sort it out when it when you mix it and you're right, like oh right. my god there's 300 guitar tracks here it's like really <laughs> you know and then each guitar track no one could decide on a microphone so it's like there's like right, three right. microphones it's just like okay come on let's get a sound <laughs> so do you if you are mixing do you prefer like i know i know some i know some producers and engineers especially that prefer to have uh like like if you have 300 guitar tracks to choose from do you prefer to have everything at your fingertips so that you can make this perfect thing that you're thinking about? Or do you prefer to have less options so that you can kind of accentuate the positives, hide the negatives and make whatever it is out of less options? You know, it's funny. I definitely like the kind of meat and potatoes approach. Like, you know, things are compartmentalized a little bit. Um, I don't mind a lot of guitar tracks, but what I don't like is is when somebody has got one guitar track with like four microphones. It's like guys, right. but, but you guys couldn't decide to sound. I mean, it's like come on, <laughs> it's like you know. And it's funny, and I'm used to you know. It's funny, like you know, Stanish being a drummer, he was also a great guitar player. So when we made records with some some of the you know the young bands we worked with, he'd bring his arsenal of like. 20 guitar amps and 20 right. guitars and you know you plug into the box you plug into the amp like you got the fender deluxe it's just like you, you're going through and you're really finding the right sound for the song and um i'm definitely like i, I like to go for for even if it's with a weird effects i mean i like to print stuff i like to have it have it there so when i put up the faders that was the intention and obviously things change you know by the time you put all the other stuff in it's um you know it, it can be a different ball game you know sonically you're gonna have to fit something in that maybe you know when you did that overdub it's not gonna work but yeah no i i definitely like less decisions but it's funny most of the records i work on are between two and five year records i mean all the henley stuff i mean those records last for three four five years even shakira's yeah. record two years you know oh, yeah and you know there's there can be a lot of options but you know it's funny when you get down to the mix you really get the meat and potatoes and you you know put the vocal in you start sweetening you kind of see what works and what doesn't work and you kind of commit after these messages we'll be right back
All right, so you know we just played the fair, right? Mm-hmm. I saw our new sponsor next to us at the fair. Right. Right? Any of you that have ever been to festivals, you know one of the coolest spots to go to is that spot that's selling you sodas where the copper mugs. Oh, they're the best. Wild Bills, dude. Yes. And you don't just have to go to a, a fair to get their stuff anymore. You can go right. to drinkwildbills.com. And they'll send it right to your house. They sent that ginormous box to us. Huge box. Yeah. Of stuff. And it made me realize that Wild Bills isn't just soda. Yeah. I thought it was at first. But, man, the, like, jerky and... Uh, nuts. Nuts. And coffee. And, oh, man. Snack foods. Coffee. Yeah. Everything. And if you go there now, drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, of course, and you get 10% off. Ugh. Dude, check it out. Uh, stick with us because we're going to be letting you know how that coffee tastes. We're going to be doing some tasting episodes on literally everything in the box. Yes. So stick with us. But, uh, dude, you've had it. You've been at fairs. I've bought it. I've bought that mug. It's awesome. I yeah. love it. And now, again, we're heading into the winter months. It's going to get a little colder. No more fairs. Just have it delivered right to your door. Wild, drink wild, build up. Bleh. Drinkwildbills.com. Yeah. Easy for me to say. Once. Check it out. Promo code bacon. Oh, we're gone. Is it just, just us? us? Hi, I'm Fleur. Hi, I'm Luke. And we're from the My Top Five podcast. That was nice. And you are nice. consuming. You are consuming bacon, bacon is my podcast. <laughs> you're consuming it. Bacon, <laughs> you're consuming it. I yep. definitely, like, I feel that with songwriting, too. Like, I, mm -hmm. I definitely, um, it's kind of like, uh, I would liken it to, like, a, a painter, right? And it's like, okay, I can I can give you five colors, and, and you can mix them and match them and make things out of those five colors. Or I can give you uh, a palette of 200 colors, and you can spend two hours trying to pick your favorite red. You know, and it's, right. it's so with with writing songs, I found that too, where I, I did a challenge once with a friend where it was like, okay, we're going to write songs, take two strings off your guitar. And right. and you're only allowed to use, you're only allowed to use four of them. And, and it doesn't, you know, whichever two you take off is up mm -hmm. to the other guy. <laughs> we had to write right. a song oh, that's awesome. based on where <laughs> like, okay, so I don't have my low strings right now. What do I, how do I write? Um, no and, low strings. That's my nightmare. Yeah. So giving yourself some kind of <laughs> deficiency. But I also saw I saw a documentary on an artist that was that was talking about something similar where they they got into a rut and so they they decided to take away their options and go okay um, I can make art but I can only use uh, cups that I get from Starbucks for free and that's that's it right. I can use that and I can I can use a black Sharpie so I can just do different gradients and shades of black and white with the Starbucks cups. And that's all I have to make art and I'm going to make, and that's going to be for one thing. And then I'll move on and give myself some kind of deficiency with another thing. So I, I love the, the challenge of working with less. I think that's very cool yeah. because I'm one of those people that get option paralysis, you know, <laughs> like, well, you know, it's it's funny. So a lot of the, the the records that I make, since they do last a long time, you know, some of the bigger artists pretty much write in the studio and are, or, you know, not many right. people have the option to write in the studio. So 
I think then it becomes pretty intense. Like, you know, they're not only looking for like chord structure, they're looking for something to make them excited. You know, not just an E chord. Yeah, it has yeah. to be an E chord going through a Leslie, going through this, going through that. And <laughs> right, that, right. that part of songwriting in the studio is tough. I mean, with, with, with Henley, it was, it was pretty brutal. Cause you know, we, you know, Stan and I, and whoever was around, you know, Don would come in with an idea and, you know, you make your drum loops and Stan would play guitar and play drums and we'd I'd create loops and you get into this mode where, you know, Don would come in like four days later <laughs> and, <laughs> and be like, I hate it all. But wait a minute. There's like, the bridge has got two chords in it I like. And you're like, oh, God, here we go. So, you know, right. things get deconstructed. Then we spend another <laughs> four days and, you know, try and make it exciting for Don to at least get a guide vocal to and, and you know, develop a song, you know. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that part of it is fun, but it's also very tedious. And, and you do wind up with a lot of options for that. And, and right, But, yeah. you know, it's nice going with a, with a band like the, the Wasikas. They had songs and... Um, Obviously, they, they, you know, they ended up taking a different direction once we started deconstructing them. And, uh, you know, everyone was kind of open to the changes and when everyone kind of gave themselves some space. I mean, it was a bit of a battle on some tunes, as you know, you know, like I say, some mm -hmm. band members like one thing and other guys like another thing. You got to find a way of to course, make it work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I so something that and you brought this up about the deconstructing and stuff like that. So what a lot of our listeners probably don't know is like the way that records and songs happen are just way different than how they happen on a local level. So you're talking about Don, Hen Don Henley coming in, you guys doing some loops, playing some guitars, putting some chords together, him coming in going, I don't like it, but I like this part. And then you going back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. This is how a record is actually made. It's not, right. you know, nowadays it's, it, it is a little different, uh, you know, with a lot of DIYers, myself mm -hmm. uh but like it's a little more accessible now but the way that real records are made are you're going in and if there's four members of a band there's another three members behind a mixing board yeah putting things <laughs> ripping things apart putting things like the yeah, your engineers are band the way the way a that. song the <laughs> way a song is written to begin with and the way you make your at first live is almost nine out of ten times not the way it's gonna have like be done by the end of that mm -hmm. recording session and stuff and um yeah, yeah just like I, I, it's, I mean, it's it's a different mm -hmm. world it's a completely different world than what what most of our listeners know about yeah are used to or, or think yeah it's like funny me. because it, it, especially for the watson you know brother and sister i mean you know they kind of grew up doing a lot of acoustic stuff i mean they definitely did some rock stuff but it's like you know when they came to us it was you know pretty much acoustic guitar vocal and i don't think anybody wants to hear any more of that i mean you know we need to put a band together and put a sound together for, for you guys yeah, and right. um I think the beginning was a, a big battle, you know, it was really hard. And then we kind of locked into, you know, you know, baby steps, start changing stuff. And then they became more open to the idea of like, Oh, okay, this is what we're, we're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the writing process is tough. It's, it's hard. It's, you know, I think the old, it's funny. One of my suggestions to people is just write with everybody. I mean, I've got a friend, uh, Austin, he's, you know, kind of like in a, in a tool type band. The songs are like eight minutes long. It's like, <laughs> right. they're crazy time changing. He's awesome. But I'm like, you know, go write a pop song with somebody too. 
you know, yeah. and then I tell like other guys to go write with him and see what he does. You know, it's like get out there and 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 you know explore the studio space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think um and I've and I've heard this from uh, a couple other people and had this conversation a couple of times. I think when you're talking about like rock and roll, you're you're looking at a a genre um, that is kind of hanging back and not incorporating new things as as much as it should. And I think one of the main things like people say rock and roll is dead and all this kind of stuff. And I disagree with that entirely. I think it's, I think it's gone underground a little bit, which is kind of where I think it belongs. Right. I think rock and roll should be mm -hmm. something that's a little bit counterculture and a little bit, you know, it should make people be like, ew. like, I think that's kind of, that's, that's my favorite right. kind of rock and roll. But um, I think that like, if you look at pop music and you look at hip hop and you look at, R&B, you see a lot of different artists from different genres working together and writing together and being on each other's tracks and 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 kind of collaborating. And I think you don't see that as much in the rock world um, for whatever reason. I don't, I don't even yeah. know what that is. I don't know if it's I don't, I don't know if it's like <clears throat> you're you're in a band situation, so you don't want to reach out of your band or if people just don't kind of think about it. But I think that's one of the things that that kind of helps move it forward is like you said write with as many people as you can so yeah that try you, different things so you can get different uh different aspects and different ideas into what you're perspectives doing. absolutely absolutely so hot take you've worked with the eagles uh do you have <laughs> do you have a a favorite eagle and and i don't want to no, say that it's in a way funny. disparaging yeah absolutely Absolutely. You know, it's we're, funny. We're a positive um, podcast, not a negative one. So I'm not looking. Yeah, for yeah. Negatives. No, it, it's funny. It, it, I, I've had so many experiences. You know, I, I always t try and focus on either the funny ones or the, um, yeah, the positive ones. I mean, you know, even the negative ones ended up being like positive experiences. You certainly learn what course, not yeah. to do in a studio. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Don has been great. I mean, God, I've worked for him since. I think I started like assistant engineering for him during pre ended the innocence oh, and wow. um you know made it through that whole record and then it's funny like just one night um you know there's a lot of partying going on and 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 you know it was super late at night and everyone was kind of out cold and don looked at me he's like you're ready to engineer for me and i'm like let's do this you know nice. and that was kind of the start you know at like probably three in the morning with a bunch of crazy musicians and that was you know <laughs> i'm very appreciative and grateful for the chance i mean i i got my ass kicked and i got beaten senseless over the next probably 25 years but it was all worth it you know <laughs> it's brutal man oh man we had some some crazy long nights and you know like i say you know when you work on a record for three four five years man it's it's like Groundhog Day, you know, you're like, where's the end of this gonna gonna be, you know? <laughs> I'm sure. And it's funny, yeah. and back in those days, it's funny, like now it's like Pro Tools, and it's like, you know, it, it's less intense when you're punching. I just remember sitting at a tape machine, <laughs> funny story. We were in, in, in Texas, because Don uh, wanted to be near his family, so we rented a remote truck, and he didn't like this control room, so we used just the studio part. We had a Laymobile, I think it was, uh, in the parking lot, which was like 120 degrees. And I just remember punching and punching and punching this one line and Stan and Charlie tied my shoes to the remote. <laughs> and 
I went to get up and stretch, and I fell flat on my face, and I erased part of Don's vocal. Oh. <laughs> and I just remember, it's like, I just remember him coming and going, "Okay, what the hell's going on in here?" And we got we got an earful, but it was looking back, it was hilarious, man. It was That's hilarious. Awesome. It was fantastic. But um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of good stories. But Don, you know, Don always loyal to me and I was grateful for the work and getting to work with, you know, everybody from the Picaros to, you know, uh, Lukather and Greg Bissonette and Vinnie Caliuta and Randy Jackson and Kenny Aronoff. I mean, they're just, you know, you're just on the other side of the glass with your yeah, mouth open going, right Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been, it, it's love. And, and it's fun. It's funny. Unfortunately, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Um, most of those, like, you know, ringer guys, you know, have their own rooms they go to. You send them a drive. You go over there for a few hours and you're done. But, right. you know, those were fun days where Don would have, you know, whoever it was, you know, they, you'd have a, 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 you know, studio with the best musicians on the planet. And you're just like, wow, you just watch things evolve. And like I say, your mouth is open, just going, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. People don't realize how many of the people that you just mentioned played on their favorite records or their iconic records growing up that they think of when they think of a band and they think of a certain lineup of the band, but they don't realize that Kenny Ernoff was, was on mm -hmm. everything, <laughs> you yeah. know, like in every style and every genre. And he's that like, he, he, he's done everything. Uh, Bissonette yeah. as well. Like all those guys that, that really kind of made up like part of the sound of, of, of your history and you don't even realize it because you think of a band and you think of the band as okay, well the band right. is these people. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, like well, in the studio, it was this guy. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, I mean, that, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, well, as you even that, like Bon Jovi, we had Kenny Ernoff, Jeff Beck, yeah. Randy Jackson, little Richard, Elton John. I mean, it was just like, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, something like that, something like that really reminds me of million dollar quartet and, uh, mm -hmm. You know, the musical itself, I don't know how, you know, accurate it is and right, stuff right. like that. But like the, the story behind Million Dollar Quartet, you got, you know, uh, Elvis, you got Johnny Cash, you got uh, Carl Perkins, you got Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, June Carter pops in on in the play mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But like, yeah, all these people, they, they, they work together. Mm -hmm. They they all work together and it's it's all for the song. Right. It's all for the yeah. the best yeah. song. The possible. song is the god we all sing. And yeah. So if you know what, if Elvis Presley isn't the guy for the song, mm -hmm. and he's like, Yeah, Carl Perkins is the guy. And and most of the right. people I'm saying Carl Perkins, nobody knows who the fuck he is. Right. But like that's that's what music is, it's give and take. Yeah, it's it's serving, like you said, serving the master. That is a song. So yeah, you do have the you know shit, Bon Jovi and Little Richard right. in a room. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny. Even at A and M, it's like you know I, I I remember I was doing a demo. I can't remember who it was, and Daniel Lenoir was across the only heard something. And he's like, "Let me come in and help you for a little bit." And I'm like, "Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah!" <laughs> <You> <laughs> yes, <know>? please. <laughs> Um, but you know, there'd be people walking down the hall. I remember, uh, I think it was on a Patty Smythe record. I think Steven Tyler was outside the door and he wanted to come and sing her with Cheryl Crow was in another room. It was just like, you know, it was pretty crazy times then. And, and everybody kind of mingled back in those days at A&M and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a now, lot of fun. Think, 
do you think that still goes on to some extent or do you think that that's kind of been lost because of the way music is made now and and is that hurting music are we not getting like even the great songs are we not getting as great of a version as we could because everything's kind of compartmentalized now yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's so much good music out there. Um, but, you know, it, I, I do miss, like, being in, in a studio where there's five rooms of people tracking of the greatest of greats to the newcomers. Right. And um, I, I always thought, like like I say, walking down the hallway, you'd see somebody, like, listening to you through your, your room through the door and, hey, can I come in and check it out? You know, it was always, like, it's pretty fun. I mean, there's obviously not a lot, lot of that going around. But, you know, again, it's, you know, everyone can make a record at home now and it's affordable and, um I do see people getting creative, so it's you know a little both. And there's definitely great records coming out. Yeah, sure, I don't want, I don't sure. want to say that at all. Um, do you remember like the first time that you like had that like holy shit? I can't believe this is my life moment. Yes, <laughs> I remember. Um, this is, was this was terrifying. Um, <laughs> I think it was Thanksgiving. I was working in West LA at a studio and Andy Taylor from Duran Duran was making a solo record. Oh. I think it was with Michael DeBars. It's another monster. And honestly, at this time, I, I could barely get like signal to the tape machine. And it was on this like Neve 8128 console, which had like a matrix. And it was just like, I think everybody was like too messed up to come in and work that night. And they wanted to make some demos and it was really late. And the studio manager says, Hey, can you go work with Andy tonight? And I'm like, I can barely get signal to the tape machine. Like the only thing I'm going to make happen, the only thing I'm going to make happen is feedback, you know, because I feedback. I, mean, I remember my friend, Jonathan, back in those days, he kind of came in and helped me, you know, sort out the console and get the microphones to go to the tape machine and do all this stuff. But, um, I do remember like at that point, I'm like, wow, I'm working with one of the guys from Duran Duran. I mean, he's a great guitar player. Um, yeah. and that was a pretty yeah. fun session. I think Tony Thompson was playing drums and some stuff, but yeah. Um, I think at that point I was like, wow, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> this is my life now. Yeah. But also, you know, it's funny. I think once I got, I, I would say when I made the, the change from there to A&M studios where Jimmy Iovine, um, was kind of running it and this guy Shelly, um, I think that was like the, the point where I was like, man, I mean, every room had the greats in it from Van Halen to Aerosmith to uh, you name it. They were there. Right. And I was like, God, what am I doing here? What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was yeah. hard work. I mean, you know, back in those days, you had all the outboard gear to notate. And that was the other, one of the other things that helped me kind of learn equipment was, um, you know, now it's like, you know, turn on pro tools and everything comes back. Uh, some of the consoles are total recall, but back then you took pictures, Polaroid pictures of the console and right. wrote down, you know, little pencil marks where the volume was and all the parameters. It was brutal, but you know, oh it was God. a good way to yeah, learn. That's, that's uh, guitar players with our amps. Yeah. <laughs> we do the same thing. Right. Well, little so, I, colored, colored and tape it never comes where back we want everything. Same. And it never, and it doesn't. Yeah. Tube gremlins. It's, it's, it's never. never the same. In, in college, I, I worked at a studio and same thing. Like, just to, to touch and feel like the compressors and stuff like that. And, and then it's just like, wait, hold on. So we're just messing around. Like you're teaching us how to track, but then somebody important is going to come in who's giving you money and you're just going to go. And then tomorrow we're coming back and you're just going to like change this. This is awful. This is, this is not a good way to, it seems like an awful workflow, but it, that like, that's what you did. 
the polaroids and all that stuff that's that's unbelievable i still so, take so phone cool. photos of settings on things for myself because i commercial <laughs> all right jimsy you think grilling season is over mm, almost right or no no grilling season is never over because okay. of a new sponsor of ours Ooh, what is it grillyourassoff.com i love the name already yeah uh it's a veteran owned company that sells spices barbecue sauces cool swag even like even uh cookbooks Oh, you know what? I you sent me a link to that. I checked it out. That was awesome. They had some uh, some cool recipes right on their site. That was pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, that that's for free. But now that they're a sponsor, they've decided that if you use the promo code Bacon, you get ten percent off your order. Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. ready. I'm I'm definitely ordering some spices. They had a couple that looked really killer. Yeah, and and it's really there's so many different selections. That there's really a spice for everybody. Um, the, the guys that are like heat heads and even the people that just want something subtle, delicious, sweet, whatever it is. Uh, they've got something for everybody. Awesome. Did we order any? Did we have any coming? We've got some coming. Nice. And we're going to do some tasting episodes over on the Patreon. Awesome. So with stick a around. Bit of grill your ass off stuff. Stick around, everyone, because uh, once we get those in, we're going to taste them. We're going to go through them. And then we're going to let you know what we think and uh, maybe give you some, uh, some choices that we would kind of go for. So once again, head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use that promo code BACON and get 10% off. Sweet. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer. The Godfather here, and you've been consuming Bacon is my podcast. I, I have a, I I have a digital workspace with an analog brain. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, that's a good way to. It just it. happens for me. That's the only way I can do it. Yeah. Um. So, so something that you've done is is now you're working in uh, at, with Universal Pictures. So you're doing like television and uh, and st- uh, movies stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You talked about ambient sounds and stuff mm-hmm. how is that how was the transition from like okay well wow i've got i've got music and and you know you're you're, you're everything is a song and now everything is the scene itself how how do you float in like different ambient things and and, and what well it's funny i mean luckily I, I i'm a little bit like post post-production I mean, where we do you know foreigns foreign mixes we do all kinds of stuff but um i i kind of expected to walk right in and be a master at it <laughs> and then you see these like mixers on big feature stages where there's two mixers now um you know dialogue and music guy and an effects guy i mean you're looking at thousands of the tracks thousands of tracks of effects wow. and thousands yeah. of, you know and you know 100 tracks of, of, of music and ADR and you know production and PF yeah I mean there's just so much stuff to wrap your head around it's it's a different ball game like I said I can't kind of figure out how to walk into it and um and it'd be easy but it's it's definitely not as funny I just remember the first time you know you, you got to remember to look up at the screen yeah I looked up once and it was like probably three <laughs> minutes out of sync on something it's like oh the mouths are not moving in the right spot <laughs> this is like a kung fu movie <laughs> Yeah, exactly, 80s. exactly. So, so, yeah, so what, it, it was, a, it was a tough like, transition for sure. What goes into like the ambient sounds? Like, I, I, I've seen even for me, like my my exposure to it is like watching Zoom uh, field recorder 
uh, mm-hmm. demos where YouTube they're demos. like, <laughs> where they're like yeah. holding something up against the stream, and then it's like, right. okay, oh like, yeah, you know what's funny? I mean, like, uh, luckily I'm a little bit further down the road from that, but there's I right, mean, our, right. The editors are are so good. I mean, it's funny, even you know when you walk into a room, you know, every time you see a movie or a TV show, it's like it's probably ten tracks of backgrounds. There's the air, there's the light buzz, there's somebody opens a refrigerator, that you know, somebody opens a window, you got to bring that in. It's like right. there's so many things to think about. Angle cuts, you know. Okay, suddenly he's not, you know, not in your face. He's across the room, and it's like. It, it's it's like a Rubik's Cube, man. It's it's a lot to wrap your head around. But it's funny. It's like music, um, you know, a lot of the po- – one guy, um, he's a huge TV mix, a really great guy, and he's, he's so good. But I've helped him, like, mix some records. And, you know, the concept of me doing what I do is really difficult to him. And I look at what he does, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, obviously I'm more comfortable with music, you know, even to this day, it just, it's to me again, it's more creative. I I never got to that point in, um, in what I'm doing now where, you know, I'm that deep into it where I'm at the creative stage. I mean, I do good work and and it's fun, but, um, like I said, I'm pretty, a little further down the road than the, than the creative stage. So, um, that's again, what kind of keeps me in the music world. It's been a lot of fun to kind of still be able to be creative and come up with ideas and, you know, work with fresh artists and kind of keep that ball rolling. Awesome. Do you, do you ever, do you ever take things like you, you brought up the distance thing? Okay. Well, somebody's right mm-hmm. up in your face and then, you know, a minute later they're across mm-hmm. the room and stuff. Do you use any of those mixing techniques back in the music realm? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's funny, you know, back in the 80s, late 80s, all the, the 80s rock records with the gang vocals on the choruses. Oh, okay, yeah, everybody right. back 30 feet. Okay, just, you know, everybody on the mic, everybody scream, you know, 20 feet away, whisper, you know, that whole thing. That was, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. Um, I did do something with Tony Biscani that he was explaining to us that he had set up like, you know, I think he did it on a Bowie record where he'd set up a bunch of microphones in a row and he had them triggered with a gate, you know, with depending on what kind of volume you know, he was singing and, you know, he used, you know, varying distances of microphones for his vocals on, on some stuff. thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it, it's it's always fun, like moving people around a room for sure. I heard David Bowie used to do that. Yeah. Where he used to do like, he, he had a couple mics in the room mm-hmm. set up so that he could be right up on one and then there was another one 10 yeah. feet away and then there was another one like 30 feet away, um, yep. which I always thought was like a really interesting kind of idea to use yeah uh and i don't know if like i don't know if you can digitally replicate that exact i imagine you probably can't you can probably get pretty yeah there's so much stuff you can't i mean it's funny even just like you know backwards guitars and right you know backwards it's funny in the watson thing i did a bunch of backwards reverb stuff and it's a total pain in the ass in the digital world you know (laughs) it's just like wait a minute is it the beginning or the end uh i don't know that's you know you're like Although I will, I will hell? say, backwards guitars. We we uh, and it really messed with our guitar player for for one of his solos on um, on one of our records. He he couldn't figure out how he wanted to end the solo, so we took the beginning of the solo and we flipped it in reverse and then put it at the end. <laughs> and then we're like, "There's your ending." And then he had to learn how to play it, so he had to right. learn how to play it backwards. <laughs> and so he had to start like mid bend and bring it down and like try all these different things. Which was cool because it wouldn't, by digitally being able to flip things and do things, it's like right. you can you can 
do things that your brain wouldn't have thought of. And then yeah. you have to figure out how to play it. So then now you're learning a new skill too, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So I think that I, I thought that was kind of fun, but yeah, there were uh, yeah, a lot of things. It drove, even like it drove him phasing. <laughs> yeah. Tape phasing was always fun to do real with the, you know, a couple of two tracks and you know, the, the, you know, you just, it just doesn't sound as good as it did or, or as some of the, the plugins <laughs> do, but that's probably so, just yeah. an old guy. <laughs> you, you have mentioned a couple of times about like late nights and, and party nights and all the hard partying and everything that you did. I, uh, I actually have a story that I would like you to expand on that, that <laughs> I've, I've heard that has to do with you. And um, I, I heard about a time that, that you were in the studio with, uh, with Richie Zito and the band Valentine. And uh, you guys were <laughs> such hard partiers that you sent out runners to get every flavor of Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> that sounds like us. I mean, I think at one point, you know, we, we sent somebody to get a lava lamp on Melrose, one of those giant, like 20 gallons to put goldfish in. <laughs> That's how like insane we were. <laughs> That's what, it's funny, you, remember? you know, back in those days, you had like per diems, you had, you know, it was just so different. I mean, there was a lot of fun being, you kind of felt like you needed to treat yourself every once in a while because you were working 20 hour days. Like, now you just use our lunch money, go buy a freaking lava lamp and go send the guy to get some goldfish. <laughs> Do you remember like, uh, the, like, something that stands out to you is like one of the weirdest requests from someone you worked with, or maybe one of the weirdest requests that you made because at, at some point where you were just like, ah, you know, let me just see if this works. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I think some people were really bizarre in the sense that like, you know, um, I think there were a couple artists that like, they, they didn't really want to communicate with you. And it was, you know, they talked to you on the phone from the lounge. <laughs> it was just some weird stuff like that. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> You're right there. Um, you know, there's always weird stuff. Like I say, like every record has like this weird thing about it. There's always one song that's weird. There's always one band member that's a total pain in the ass. You know, you're mixing the song and you get the bass and drums up. And he's like, I don't hear my solo yet. It's not loud enough. You're like, I know, I know. Come back in like eight hours. You know, <laughs> this is the drum mix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. There's some funny stuff. Or, or like, you know, you got your head in the kick drum. You're like, don't play. Don't play. I'm moving the microphone. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Does any oh, drummer so not much. do that? Oh, they all do. <laughs> yeah, it. No. they like all everybody. do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're your head in front of a Marshall amp. It's like no power cords. No, no, no. Ah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I was just tuning. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Yeah. Not now. I'm sure I'll think of some more stuff that was weird and wacky. I mean, there's uh, like I say, there's so much weird stuff that happens. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's just. It's Do you, are you funny. able, like when you, when you hear songs that, um, either that you worked on or that you were like, like you said, certain things were happening in the same places that you were. So you heard some of these great songs being recorded or, or, or mixed or worked on right next to you. Also, mm -hmm. when you hear those songs, do you uh, are you able to listen to them as a song or do you immediately go back to like, oh man, that guy was so annoying or man, it was really great working with this guy or, you know, oh, this was the fish in the lava lamp guy. Like, dude, no, 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 it's funny. I, I, 
I, I certainly appreciate the song as a whole. It's funny. I think part of being a mixer is being able to step back and listen to it, you know, through kind of someone else's ears. You know, it's funny. I always like whenever I get close to a mix, I like, you know, I stand up and walk around the room a little bit and kind of get a different perspective on it. Yeah, you just can't look at everything like it's under a microscope all the time, especially yeah. with Pro Tools, because you'll make yourself batshit crazy. And um, yeah, you know, same thing with like Beat Detective and, and some of that crap and Auto Tune. It's like, look, we're making a record here. We're not, you know, <laughs> you know, we're not looking at this under a microscope like it's a two by four. You know, every you know cell. Right, right, right. Um, Don't make it math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, it, but you know, it's funny. I, I do compare. Like I think I heard Heart of the Matter the other day, and I just remember like. In the verse, there's like an acoustic guitar. It goes left and right, and one side goes through a Leslie, and the other side we put through a tremolo amp or something. You know, it's just little things like that. I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I definitely right. remember the parts, but as a whole, it's kind of it's kind of fun to listen to some stuff. Yeah, every every once in a while, I've I've got my Spotify playlist of like, yeah, going down, uh, you know, memory lane. It's kind of fun. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what we have to do right now is we have to pay some bills. We do. We do. Uh, the way we pay, one of the ways that we pay it is uh, with a sponsor of ours named Poddex. Yes. And what Poddex is, it's decks of cards that uh, have questions in the decks. And uh, what we like to do is have our guests pick from the pick a deck and then pick a card from the deck. Yeah, you're getting a random question here. We don't know it. You don't know it. We don't okay. know. You Could don't be know. anything. Could be anything. <laughs> so, uh, so Rob, you can choose from either the episode deck, interview deck one, interview deck two, what the heck, would you rather? And then we've got some really like cool ones. So the new ones, <clears throat> there's one that's, uh, I'm clearing my throat, uh, because it's, how dare you? It has to be said that way. <laughs> has to be said that way. And then there's also this really cool, odd, like, MTVX-esque oh, yeah. uh, look uh, called, mm. what the fuck? It also has to be said like that. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, Rob, wh which one of these decks do you want to you wanna pick from? Wow. Uh, maybe what the fuck? Come on. Let's All right. Do it. All right. So he's going from the what the fuck. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. So Mike is going to uh, shuffle them so that uh, so that we don't know because because we memorized every card from every deck, uh, obviously. So he's going to shuffle them to make sure that we we get a random one. And during that, I will tell you that if our listeners go to poddecks.com, you can check out any one of these decks. They also have an app. You can get. Um, combo decks they'll send you a couple of them you can kind of pick a pick a group of them they have merch and swag all kinds of fun stuff if you do decide you want to grab something you can use the promo code bacon because everything is better with bacon and you can get 10 percent <laughs> off your entire order over at poddex.com so what we're going to do rob is uh we're going to fan these out here yep jim i'm going to take the finger of power I'm going from my left to my right, your right to your left. You tell me when to stop, and we are on your card. Uh, right about there. That looks good. Oh, back one. Right. Nope. No, 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 back one. one. No, back one. Back one. No, no, no. Back, back one. No. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, that was good. This one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like moving a snare drum around when you're getting this out. Like, nope, yep, yep, nope. Exactly right. <laughs> you got nope, it. Oh, wait, nope, no, no, no. You no, moved no. it. <laughs> and, then, and then when you let go of the mic, it moves. <laughs> <laughs> every it's time worse every time all right rob uh what is the most embarrassing or worst thing your parents ever caught you doing 
Wow. Let me think about that. I would say probably finding my weed stuffed in the dark room where we develop <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, shit. You know, my, my clown bong or whatever it was. <laughs> you had a clown bong? You had a dark room? You had a dark room at your house? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I was closet? into photography, and it was like the best place to store your weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it keeps fresh, right? That's awesome. Yeah, freshness. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That is amazing. That's fantastic. Um, so something that uh, you brought up a little earlier with us, and, and you've even got it branded on yourself, you're a dog person. Yeah. Just like we oh, are. Yeah. We're dog people. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how did you get involved with fostering pugs? And what about pugs? You know, it's funny. So when I met my wife, um, I had a cat, and uh, my wife used to do Dolly Parton impersonation. And she was coming from a job just in a dolly outfit with her pug. And it was like, I think it was our first date. And so the door opens up and our dog and cat got into a huge fight on our first date. I'm like bleeding from claw marks. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Keeper. it was pretty crazy. But um, I just, that was my first entrance to pugs. And then uh, it's funny because it just... I mean, I think she regrets every minute of it now because even my, my car says the pug king on the license plate. Um, <laughs> but we had our pug at our wedding. It's like I've, we've had so many pugs. Uh, just They're just such sweet little dogs. And I work for um, – I help out at a pug rescue called the Pug Queen in California, and she rescues a lot of pugs from China. And um, I think there's like 30 pugs there now. If anybody wow. needs a pug, check it out, the Pug Queen. Um, but, yeah, no, they're just really fun, great little dogs. And they've kind of become a joke and a little parody and, and it's, 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 a lot, it's become a lifestyle for me, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. We, all the, I actually smush face dogs, man. They're just so much personality going on with those guys. <clears throat> I had a, yeah. I, and it's funny. I mean, this guy came from like a meat market in China with no fur, no weight. His legs were bad and he's like oh, the happiest, sweetest dog right now. He's, he's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. We, we had a, uh, a puggle. For okay. a while at oh, my, yeah. my, my parents' house, yeah, and he was just, just a sweetheart. Yeah, he still is. He's he's great. He's pretty awesome. He although he was a real asshole to my uh, to my dog. He <laughs> my dog. I have a boxer, and uh, we we were like getting our bathroom redone in the house, and so we we were like, ah, let's just bring our dog over just to stay because like we were staying overnight at my parents' house every once in a while, and. Uh, yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> he was just being an asshole. And, 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 you know, usually pugs are just, like, super, like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. That's cool. But, well, we've got three. Cool. One's from Tijuana who's, like, totally ghetto. We think he worked for a cartel or something because he's, he's he's not mean, but he's definitely got some attitude. And All then right. the, we have a China pug, and then we have an old pug from, I think, Culver City was just wandering around the streets. You can't hear or see real good, but they're, they're very funny dogs. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, like – like I said, any any of the smushed face dogs for some reason they just have such personality in them. We have a we have a Frenchton, mm -hmm. uh, French Bulldog slash Boston Terrier. His name's Bruce oh, cool. Wayne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, his his uh, Instagram has more followers than me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty great. Uh, but yeah, just like the the personality alone, like their bug eyes and their and their weird snorts and breathing issues and everything just yeah. so fun to just be around they're just great and they love the shit out of you so oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think or one so of them just laid something down on my carpet something stinks in here 
Oh man, you know, what happened? <laughs> do you so so you said you when you met your wife you had a cat. Are you still a cat person or or have you? No, you I'm not. We're 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 all pugs. It's all it's a dog it's, family it's, now. Yeah, yeah, it's all pug or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah th- this side we're we're all we're all dog people. Here. Definitely, yeah. uh, not not a huge fan of the cat. I don't know. Well, you yeah. know, they 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 live in both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they do. I guess they do. They travel both realms, so it's you know it's weird. They do. <laughs> so you were saying your your wife was a Dolly Parton impersonator, right? Yeah. Impersonator or yeah. just like doing shows? Well, she was back then. Um, yeah, okay. back in the old days. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's. I mean. Uh, like what 2019 no 2020 she was in the running for a sports illustrated uh swimsuit model uh, yeah she was in it uh, two years in a row yeah amazing yeah and uh and also made you a uh made everyone a tsunami cake i i i saw for uh yeah she she yeah, she she was into the whole cake baking thing for many years and did it on a bunch of TV shows and that kind of stuff. But um, that's just a pain in the ass. But it's good for me because I get to eat all the leftovers. <laughs> I was just saying, are you guys like are you guys like a cooking family? Do you guys uh, do you do? A lot uh, of, like- she's the baker of the family. I definitely I love cooking. It's like mixing a record. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a little bit of this, yeah. a little bit of that. You know, it's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. I, I find that people that are detail oriented like that, um, that, that get into that and, and me, me as well. And you too, yeah. like we always, we get into the whole cooking thing because it, it is very much like, like mixing or putting something together where you're just kind of like, yeah. yeah, we'll taste a little bit of it now. We'll taste a little bit of it now. We'll get it till it's perfect. Oh, that's too much. Let's take a little bit of this back. Let's work right. on this. And it's, it's finding your recipe and stuff. What, uh, sure. like, so what's your, uh, do you have a signature dish? What's your, what's your move in the kitchen? You know, we're since we're veggies, it's it's always fun just kind of doing, you know, air frying or we do fish fish as well. But I don't know. Sometimes I'll make actually make my own pasta. Um, you know, I don't know. I'll, I can pretty much do do all kinds of stuff. It's, it's air fryers. I'm sick of going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, air fryers are definitely the absolute greatest thing ever made. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, fun. Genius. Uh, it's pretty I love genius. the air fryer. <laughs> pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm all about like uh, having up some some Brussels sprouts, throwing in olive oil, salt, pepper. Oh, air fried Brussels yep. sprouts, fantastic. The best. And then taking the little crispies at the bottom. Oh. So uh, yeah. you do. Uh, so for a vegetarian, do you do things like like uh, tofu and um, and the substitute meats, or are you more just like let's just do the vegetables? Yeah, no, it's funny. We actually do the we call them facos, uh, fake tacos. We right. use the impo- or the the fake ground beef, and we make facos. Um, occasionally, we'll do the impossible burgers. Sometimes they they taste like that good, occasionally, yeah. but they're pretty good. Sometimes, yeah, way. it's weird. <laughs> they're super expensive. Um, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like you go to a place that charge like an extra three bucks for like an apostle. It's like, really? What? Yeah. Right. Why? Why? <laughs> this isn't real. This isn't real. Why, why is it more? It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. We, we got into uh, we got into the like buffalo cauliflower and cauliflower steaks, which have yeah. been awesome. Those are amazing. Uh, yeah, those are steaks. Good. Yeah, Cajun butter on a cauliflower steak, it tastes like lobster. I just got cauliflower, um, buffalo cauliflower at BJ's the other day. I'm going to have to share some with you. It is awesome. It's already pre-breaded, so it's way less work. 
Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, you can do like mushrooms with the almond flour and some seasonings. Yeah. That's pretty good too in the air fryer. That's a good Absolutely. go-to. It's fast and easy. Oh, yeah, nice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I will say we've uh, we have taken up a bunch of your time now, so we are going to wind it up. But but, dude, thank you so much. Like, yeah. Um, I can say that that definitely, just from my perspective, and I will share a quick story. Like, I learned so much working with you. I never sat in on a mix before. Um, I, I, like I sat there with my drummer when he would, when he would mix our stuff and, um, but I never sat in with somebody like you invited us into your home. We, we came to LA and we came into your house and, and you brought us up into the room and we went through the song and everything. And it was just super cool. And it was great to have you at our show that night. You came to a show. Um, for those of you listening, uh, my, my like, uh, you know, hardworking, but unknown band <laughs> from New York uh, goes to LA and, and plays at the Viper room and uh, Rob Jacobs, who has so many credits and who has worked with so many amazing musicians and icons in the industry and has worked on iconic records in the industry, came to our show, hung out, watched the show. And then watched our merch outside so that we could work the mer or watched our <laughs> gear outside so that we could work the merch table. He was like, go back inside. Well, I'll, I'll, I got this. And we were like, Are you? <laughs> that blew my mind. Um, just That's funny. Just with how uh, just cool you, you, you were, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and you didn't have to do any of that. You didn't, you don't, no, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I wish that, that, you know, there's so many records I've worked on, obviously yours included. There, there's such great music out there. And it's, it's just unfortunate that, that some of it just doesn't get heard. You know, so many bands I've worked with over the past 30 years. It's just like, man, there's so much good stuff out there. It's funny. Occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll trap a friend in my car and we're, you know, going somewhere in like, the long run. I'm like, gotta check this out, man. I did this like 15 years ago. These guys are <laughs> fucking amazing. And he's like, whoa, dude, that's so good. You know, like I say, I, I, I wish there was uh a platform you could put like, you know, this should have been something. <laughs> well, I will say from, from, from one of those bands that you worked with, it was really, um, it was really eye opening and awesome and a, and a huge honor to be able to work with you. And it was just super cool getting to hang out with you and know you and everything. And, uh, and, uh, that, that you are as down to earth and awesome as you are to do that for us back then. And to come on our podcast now, it Absolutely. really means a lot. It's really, really been cool. I hope you had a good time on your first podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mike and Jimmy. It's, it's been, it's been awesome. I, I feel like uh, I could do another podcast now. Awesome. <laughs> this okay. is my first. Okay. It will not be my last. <laughs> we're happy to break the seal. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, like we're closing up just cause we're running out of time and we don't want to take up too much of yours, but you are welcome back anytime, anytime, anything you ever want to talk about. You want to just come on and have some drinks and talk shit about uh, any records that we ever listen to or I think we should do that, that again. That'd be fun. That'd be Ooh, fun. Yeah. Ooh, I was actually gonna Yeah, put a little list together of maybe some some good stories and I'd love to kinda, you know, like I say, I, I think there's enough good stories and kind of funny stuff to um to talk about for another hour. It'd be fun. I'm definitely oh, yeah. you you let us know and you are welcome on cool. immediately awesome, anytime, all the time. So great. Uh, Thanks again. Want to thank man. you so have fun. much. For everybody that listened, thank you guys for listening. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of social media. He doesn't have a lot of social media. So Just instead of, yep, in, in lieu of social media, let everybody know um, where they can uh, where they can rescue a pug. 
Yeah, the Pug Queen. It's on Instagram. She's got hundreds of thousands of followers. She's got a lot of pugs. Um, she's got some pretty strict rules about getting a pug, but um, uh, they're great little animals. She's got babies, old ones, little ones, every shape, color you can imagine. So get yourself a pug. <laughs> That's awesome. Rob Jacobs, thank you for spending your time with us. And for all of you listening, mm -hmm. and for you, Rob, if you think about it, there's really only one question you should ask yourself. One super important question you should always ask yourself. Every, every day. Every single day. What is it that mm -hmm. makes your day better? Rob, do you remember the question? What's your bacon? What's your bacon? He aced it. Yeah! You loved it. <laughs> so many awesome stories. And I mean, like, it, it, so for those of you who don't listen or don't watch... Um, What's your bacon? Seven questions. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely hop over to StrangerhoodTV.com. He's got a great story about Shakira. Uh, <laughs> about on a, there. a very sad Shakira. A sad very Shakira. Sad Shakira. I don't ever want to see a sad Shakira, but I love the fact that Shakira was sad about a gnome. Yeah, yeah. That's like, thanks for Batman, uh, <laughs> the Batman spoiling that. Well, no, they don't know what it is. Thanks for no way homing it. That's not. I didn't you do big that. Jerk. I did not do that. You totally did that. I didn't do that. But anyway, now more people are interested. Sure. It's context, bro. Mm -hmm. Context. Right. Three Spider Man. There's three Spider. That's that's a dick move. It's coming out in April. If you haven't seen it by April, you're you're the dick. You're a dick. Yeah. Speaking of dicks, Jim, where can they find you? Oh well, you can find me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G Shoes on all the socials. You can find me there. And you can find my band Craving Strange at CravingStrange.net where you can get all of our socials. And you can find us on StrangerHood TV where you can also find all episodes of Bacon Is My Podcast. Visually. As well as What's Your Bacon and Seven Questions if you do want to check out what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my stuff. Where's your, what's your stuff? Well, my stuff, well, we have some collective stuff. We do us. have collective stuff, yes. Our collective stuff is Bacon is My Passion. Mm. You can find that on all streaming platforms. And uh, it's April, which means we should probably start working on a new song. Are we starting working on a new song in April? We're going to have one done by the end of April. Whew. All one right. out <laughs> all by right. the end of April. All right. We should probably get to work on that. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Yes. Either writing it or picking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's going to happen at the end of April. We're going to have a new song out. Cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like old uh, But also, personally, me, you can find me at me, my own self, Mike, on all of the socials, the Twitter, the Instagrams, the um, Facebooks, and uh, my band, at Something Heavy Music on all those, and on all streaming platforms something heavy all of them we should probably have a new song out too nice Craven strange should have a new one out too yeah maybe, maybe. we'll all have new songs. maybe out. we'll all just maybe just fucking crossover central just do Ooh. like a ep with like I one will. song and then the other song and then another song i like it i like it rancid no effects did that once yeah we should do it yeah. Well, they, didn't they play their own songs? Well, like they did. Songs? It was like three songs, and then the fourth song was them doing one of the other band's songs. Oh, cool. Which I think is awesome. 
I think that's really cool. I don't want to do a Craven Strain song because I wouldn't do it well enough. I don't want to do something heavy song because I can't scream. That's why we have Bacon's Whip Passion. That is why. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why. So you should go check it out. And yeah. um, don't forget, Patreon. Yeah. Bacon's Whip Podcast. Uh, please give us those five-star reviews on the Apples, the Googles, the Spotify's. It really does help the show out. Yeah. Share us with your friends. Beats and, uh, the algorithm. Stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon. Indeed. Hashtag bacon is my pod or mm. hashtag bacon is my podcast. Uh, let us know what you want to see or hear on the show. Let us know what you want us to do in the future. And, um, you know, just talk to us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you're into. Give us some questions for people that are coming up, all that kind of fun stuff. Indeed. Um, Yeah, it helps beat the algorithm, just like you were saying, because uh, if we don't beat the algorithm, then the man wins, and uh, we don't want to let the man win. Damn Damn the man. man. Save the empire. Indeed. And the only way to do that is to ask yourself one question. And one question only. What is your bacon? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon's My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon Is My Podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon's My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting Is My Passion, and of course, Cooking With Bacon Is My Passion, and oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about.